Hey, everyone, and welcome to Off the Cuffs Season 2. Why are you laughing over there? Well, it's just funny being here with you this morning. I know. You may notice, if you're listening, that there is a different voice accompanying me for this season. Officer Brandon Johnson, I'm excited to announce, is our new co-host. Officer Negu, who co-hosted Season 1, um, this was kind of his baby, so I gotta I gotta say this was tough uh, coming up with a plan moving forward. Um, he really enjoyed this, but he has gone on to pursue some opportunities in the private sector. Of course, we uh, can never fault anybody for wanting to better themselves and, and pursue some great opportunities. It just made a natural sense to put the good friend to both of us, Officer Johnson, in the seat. You're covering your face. Are you blushing? Are you blushing? Yes, I am. I'm a little nervous, <laughs> so uh, bear with us. You have a different personality than Brian. However, one thing that you share is the gift of gab. Yes, I agree with you. Uh, gift of gab <laughs> is very important, especially in these sessions that we've been recording here recently as well. Yeah, and we have some really exciting things coming up for you. Uh, we'll provide a little teaser in a little bit. But first, I want to just get to know Officer Johnson. Brandon, can I call you Brandon? Yeah, absolutely. This doesn't feel normal to call you <laughs> Officer Johnson. Um, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and where you came from, how you ended up here at GPD, all the good stuff. Yeah, so I have been in law enforcement now for about five years, Kristen, and I started my career over in Greene County, which is where I'm originally from, uh, born and raised. And I love Greene County, love it with a passion. And, you know, I think that's kind of, you know, my home roots is where it's kind of made me grow as a person and individual. And something unique about me, you know, starting off as getting in law enforcement, I'm actually a third generation police officer. Uh, my grandpa, my dad, and now obviously I'm following those footsteps as well as a police officer. And starting off my career there at the sheriff's office in Greene County, worked there about a year and a half, transition, and I'm coming up on four years now here in Greenville. Uh, transition was a great transition. I enjoyed where I started off, but I do believe that, you know, as a person, you recognize sometimes where uh, you need to continue to grow in your career and continue to grow in your life. And, you know, I've been invested here at the department, um, have served in numerous roles here in the department, and we can talk about as we're going through as well. Uh, so it is definitely an honor and privilege to be able to be here with you. You're one of my best friends. And <laughs> also, you know, a shout out to Brian as well. And it's just, you know, an amazing opportunity to be able to come in. And, you know, I, I, I feel that you get to know people a lot more, you know, when you start interviewing, asking questions and literally off the cuff type stuff, right? Yeah, you know, it's been really fun for me um, in the last several months to to really explore this side. And I think that what we're finding is um, that that the officers and employees, because it's not all officers that we're interviewing, at least not this season. That Stay is tuned. correct. <laughs> um, I think they really feel comfortable. This is kind of an outlet for them. In some ways, it's very therapeutic, I think, to sit down and be able to talk freely about your job, who you are, struggles even of the job, um, and and in a format that they don't typically um, get to experience. Of course, we have a great relationship with our local media. I come from that background. I am a former reporter. However, uh, they're always limited to t certain time constraints and deadlines, so I don't always feel like we have the 
uh, opportunity to really tell our stories in this format. And I think that it's it's been really beneficial. You know, it surprised me a lot, too. We figured we'd have a couple listeners here or there, a few from the PD. Um, but we're able to track who's listening and where they're listening from. And it is crazy to me. We've had thousands of downloads, which we were really surprised wow. and um, happy that people are enjoying what they're hearing. But from all over – not just the country, but all over the world. I mean, we have listeners in the UK, in Asia, you name it, Australia. Um, so that's really interesting to me. Shout out to all of you, whoever you are listening out there. We we thank you and we appreciate it. Um, but just having those different perspectives and getting the feedback has been has been really cool. Yeah, and you know, Chris, and I really think too when you break it down, the whole title off the cuffs. Really, you're interviewing people and coming in here. It's really not, you know, we've been doing this. It's not really set in stone what questions are asked. You're really getting to know the person. And, you know, we as officers, you know, when you break it down, we're human just like everyone else is. And what some people sometimes don't see is what's really behind the badge, the actual person. And when we come in this room and we begin to talk about it and express our feelings about it and why we were called into it and why we're doing what we do, it really goes beyond the badge and into a person's heart. And, you know, you can learn a lot from that. And I think viewers and listeners love that because they don't often see that. You know, when somebody calls the police, a lot of times what they see is maybe in a negative situation or it might be something positive. It just depends on what the circumstances are. But a lot of times when we're called, it's to go help someone out. Usually it's in a crisis or sometimes maybe they're in the worst point in their life and they need some police assistance. And, you know, you're there interacting with them for a few moments, but they truly don't realize who that officer may be you know that officer behind the badge may have a family may have children you know other obligations outside of work you know we're human just like everyone else is and i would like to even add that i'm no better than anyone else i put on my pants every day to come to work just like you do or anyone else does it's not easy to sit in this chair and be vulnerable and talk about your feelings um, that's not easy for most people, period, but to do it in such a public platform as well. So I really do want to give a shout out and a thank you to all of those who have participated and those who are planning to participate in the podcast. But let's get back to you, Brandon. All right. <laughs> we want to know about you. So you said you're a third generation cop. Where are you assigned right now? At the police department. So my current assignment is on the gang unit here at the police department. Yes. And that is an interesting. I don't want to get too much into this because I know we do have plans to have uh, one of your partners in the gang unit on a future episode. But you have an interesting bunch in the gang unit. It is not your stereotypical uh, gang unit or who you would think. That is correct. Yes. Every one of us are unique and different in many ways. <laughs> <laughs> but you all get along. You're like a family. Yeah, we're like one big family. And I think that's very important because we all work together every single day and we ride together. We eat together. You know, we do a lot of things together and it's important to be able to have a good connection and work in relationship with each other. What piqued your interest about the gang unit? Because I think when I hear just that the name gang unit, I mean, that's a 
that's a big responsibility. That implies that you're going to be facing a lot of dangerous people. Not that police off- other police officers and other units don't on a daily basis, um, but that's a big risk. Yeah, it is. And Kristen, I'll tell you that we deal with literally the most violent offenders. The people that we are typically encountering or dealing with, these people have already been sent to you know, jail or prison and convicted of a lot of dangerous crimes. But I do truly believe that, you know, one reason that I that I enjoy doing what I do and going after these violent gang members is because you have people that are in neighborhoods that have been living there their entire life and that are good people in our community. They give back to the community. And, you know, it may be, uh, you know, recently I run into an elderly female that had uh, pretty much contacted me, reached out to me that she had met a connection with me and had told me there were some issues that were going on in her neighborhood with some gang members that were coming through her neighborhood. And, you know, that is the reason that I do what I do is because it's people like that or that are in these neighborhoods that cause no harm, but other people come and cause harm into their neighborhood. And they, we, we as the Greenville Police Department, we want to make sure that everyone lives in a safe community. And a lot of issues that we do have are caused by gangs. And one thing, the one big thing is one of the reasons I wanted to get on the gang unit is it's, I'm really big on team building and team leadership. And that's one thing that we do on the gang unit. You have to work as a team to get the mission accomplished. One person can't do it. Uh, we have to work together and come together. And I saw that firsthand when I was into the housing position, you know, being able to work directly with the gang unit and work closely together. You know, I was able to see the work and stuff that they produced and stuff. And it just really drawed my interest that, hey, I, I want to do that one day. So a process came open and I put in and, of course, was able to move to the gang unit. And I've been there ever since. And, and I love it and enjoy what I do currently. That's awesome. Your passion for it definitely shows. You are also, we should add, a backup PIO. So I'm the public information officer for the police department. Um, as I've stated in previous episodes, my role is to be the liaison essentially to the public, but mainly the members of the media and be that uh, point of contact for them when something happens. So anytime you see something on the news, that comes typically from the public information office. Um, And I'm a one-woman show typically, so I have loved having your help. It's not a job that everybody is interested in (laughs) or wants to do. Let me be clear on that. You've been a, a huge help over the last several months. Is it everything that you thought it would be or were there any surprises when you, cause I know you just kind of get, even though you got that training, you kind of get thrown into it as it yeah. <laughs> and just kind of go as you, as you can when things come your way. Well, I will tell you, you know, if anything is going to happen, it's going to happen when I have filled in for you. And, <laughs> you know, the first week that I filled in for you, I was super nervous because, you know, it's a big responsibility when you have to give out media releases and give out information, what information to give, what information not to give, what can be released, you know, and different things. And when I remember that first incident happened, it was like, oh, wow, like it's real. You know, here it is. You, know, you got five, 10, 15 people calling you up on the phone about the same incident. Do I need to put out a release? What am I putting out here? I have to call this person to find out the details. A lot of moving parts on top of, you know, my assignment to the gang unit as well. Sure. And, you know, it is. I will say that I was really in shock because I'm thinking that, 
you know, oh, well, I might answer a few emails and, and call it a day, but that is really not the case. You know, you're running social media accounts, you know, and trying to put information out there for the public to see. You're having to respond to emails, putting out press releases. Not only that, the phone calls, the amount of phone calls. And a lot of stories, you know, really don't never hit the news. They may call about it and ask, but some things, you know, come and sure. go. So it's a lot of information. So it wasn't originally what I expected, but I've been able to catch up. And I think now I'm in a better place where, you know, when I can fill in, it, it's much better off now. But I can tell you when I fill in, it's like something always happens for sure. You know who you remind me a little bit of? There is absolutely no telling what's getting ready to come out your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I promise you this is a compliment. But Richard Allsbrook, who retired from here several years ago, he's now actually an instructor over at ECU, and I think he might teach uh, at BLET. Yeah, funny well. story. He was actually my teacher uh, in BLET, basic law enforcement school. Okay, well, anybody who knows Allsbrook knows that he was he's infamous for having multiple phones, and he'd always be talking on the phone to somebody <laughs> throughout the day. Sometimes he'd even be talking on one phone or and then answer the other one. And if you were there in the room with him, he handed his phone, his second phone and said, here, talk to Kristen. I don't even know who I'm talking to. Right. You're not that, you're not quite to that extreme, but you are always connected and always talking with people. Every time I see you, your phone is ringing off the hook <laughs> and it's not from reporters, it's from people in the community. Um, so you're used to that level of, yeah, I am. of uh, phone call and interaction, but that has to like, do you ever unplug? So I do. And that's funny you say that, you know, usually at nighttime when I get ready to go to bed, whatever time that is, um, I always cut my phone on vibrate and have to sit it on the, the floor because if I sit it on the nightstand, I can hear it vibrating and it wakes <laughs> me up. It constantly goes off, uh, you know, with just different things that I'm involved in and in my, you know, back home in my community and stuff, too. Yeah, like what, though? You're a school board member? Yeah, so I was elected as the youngest school board member in Greene County uh, back in 2020. I decided I wanted to run on the school board, and uh, thankfully I was elected during that position. And uh, that's one of the big things that takes up a lot of my time, and I enjoy giving back to my community that way. I'm very involved in, you know, church relations. I travel around. I speak at churches a lot of times, too, and fill in at my home church and uh, teach some Sunday school classes, some Wednesday night services. And so I'm constantly all over the place and, you know, being involved. Everyone always asks me if you are an ordained minister. Yeah, so I'm actually not, uh, but I enjoy going and speaking <laughs> at different places. So you can't marry anybody. No, but I'm thinking about getting my license and being able to marry. So that would be the next business that I start up doing <laughs> ordination and being able to marry folks. You, you would be great at that. I've had a couple of people actually ask me, you know, friend-wise, it says, hey, look, we want to, you to marry us, and I'll, I just need to go online and get my marriage license, and I'll be good to go. Is that all you have to do? I believe so. Just go online, apply, and go take a course, and you'll get your license. I can't promise you how the ceremony is going to turn out, but we'll give it a shot. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, we have a really exciting season of episodes coming up. Um, let's just name a few. We have internal affairs. We have our dispatchers. We have a member of the gang unit who will be coming on, female gang officer. Yes. Is she the first female? She is, actually. To ever be on the gang unit? Absolutely. And she's going to be a hoot 
once she comes up here for sure. <laughs> uh, canines, which we've had several requests to have the canine yeah. officers on. So we are listening. They will be on. They're excited about it. Traffic. Here's a little sneak peek of what's ahead. Are you on by yourself? I'm terrified. Help me, help me. He's coming in the house, man. He's breaking in. I'm scared. Oh God, this is... <laughs> it's very easy to dissociate, but I couldn't on that call. My dad is retired law enforcement, and um, I always knew I wanted to get into law enforcement because I guess like normal kids would ask for like bedtime stories of like princesses and dragons and all that mess. But I would ask my dad to tell me stories about when he caught bad guys. Right now, one police officer can do something incorrectly and it's going to have a residual effect across the nation and affect all of us. I told the rescue dispatcher, hey, you know, this is where they're at, we need rescue. And they're saying, Virginia, cancel rescue. And I'm like, why? And they're like, we got her. I'm like, I know you got her. Are you doing CPR? And they're like, no. No. And I... That's probably the one time in my career I pushed back from the console and said, I need a break. You're kind of a girly girl. Oh, definitely. Too, which yeah. I just, I love. And I think that just the juxtaposition of you're this girly girl who is in this real hardcore kind of badass role. They chased the pig all the way up Dickinson. Guess where the pig ran to? Don't you dare no, say the police department. Oh, the Piggly. Oh, my God. They chased him all the way to Piggly Wiggly. It was the cutest thing. Do you ride in the car with the, with each other a lot, the two of you? Um, yeah, and I'm always driving, so that is <laughs> the first thing we'll start off. But, see, now, I think that's your cork, that you always got to be driving. I do. Oh, well, I go. let her drive me one time for about 10 minutes, <laughs> and I said, look, when you get to the nearest store, if you don't mind, pull over. Go ahead. Well, I'm 1042. Y'all have a good night and be safe. All right now, baby. Praise the Lord. <laughs> praise the Lord. Right back at you now. And we check off. Just a good old boy. Never meaning no harm. Been in trouble with eyes since the day they were born. <laughs> this has gone downhill fast. Yes. That'll do it for this episode of Off the Cuffs. As always, Questions, comments, shoot us an email. Check out our recruiting website, joingpdnc.com. If you're looking for a job, we're always hiring. We're always looking for great quality candidates, and we know you're out there. We really appreciate you listening, and we'll see you next time.